Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're in this place. We thank you for your word that it is true. Pray that your Holy Spirit would teach. Through Christ I pray. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8, we discover that Corinthians are struggling with generosity because of greed, really, materialism. Verse 6, toward the end, the Apostle Paul writes, Complete among you this act of grace. Now, as you excel in everything, in faith, speech, knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love for us, excel also in this act of grace. If you're listening closely as you read 2 Corinthians, what you'll notice is in chapter 8, there's a shift in tone. The first seven chapters are very encouraging. Paul's so positive about their growth and their repentance and how they've received Titus and how they've responded to him. And then in chapter 8, all of a sudden, the tone gets a little bit more challenging, maybe even more negative. Paul says in verse 6, complete among you this act of grace. See, when the Corinthians first found out about the need in Jerusalem, they're immediate response was good. Their immediate commitment was positive. Immediately they were ready to be generous. But something happened that choked off their generosity. Verse, 11, verse 10, he says, and in this matter, you began last year not only to do something, but also to want to do it. Now, also finish the task so that just as there was an eager desire, there may also be a completion. We know how it works. It's so easier. Paul says you start well, now finish well. Easier to start a marathon than to finish a marathon. Easier to say I do than to, to commit till death to you, to you part, to, to actually fulfill that commitment. See, it's easy financially to get distracted by greed, isn't it? Because it's so subtle. Greed is basically the selfish desire for more. And Jesus warned in Luke 12, 15, watch out and be on guard against all greed because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. Greed is really sneaky because it's hard sometimes to identify. We might be quick to say, you know, I have a problem with procrastination. I have a problem with anger. I feel guilty because I'm lazy. I have a problem with lust. But how many of you look at yourself and say, I've got a problem with greed? No. Greed is not like murder. You know, nobody commits murder and says, huh, I wonder if that was murder. You know, nobody robs a bank and says, huh, I wonder if that was theft. The problem with greed is that it's not an act of commission, it's an act of omission. You don't do greed you just don't do generosity. You don't do compassion. And greed, of course, is more about money, more than just about money. It's about, it's about time and energy and abilities. And so Jesus says in Luke 12, watch out and be on guard against all greed, not just financial, but we can be stingy with every resource God has given. Be on guard because it's so dangerous. Historically, it's been listed among the Seven deadly sins. You know, historic teachers have just said there are some, all sins are bad. There's some sins that lead to death. Number one on the list, 
pride, the mother of all sins. Number two, greed. Right in front of adding a pitch clock to baseball. This is right there with greed. Greed's dangerous because, you see, it's insatiable. Somebody said, God provides enough to satisfy every person's need, but not every person's greed. Greed is so dangerous because it's just a sign that you love the world more than you love God. 1 John 2, 15. Don't love the world or anything in the world because if, the love, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Well, what does it look like to love the world? I don't love the world. Okay. Verse 16, everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world's. And the world and its desires are passing away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. 